great future. We're talking real money. As nice as New Zealand was, I'm back. <laughs> well, you know, and I... You I, thought you got rid well, of me. Well, I was, I was starting to feel like it was the breakup of Martin and Lewis or something. I mean, it was just over Batman and Robin or Bobby and Jack. I mean, it was like it was just like disturbing. It was... And Paul then, and John. Yeah, and then you showed up. Thank you for being more contemporary. Uh, then you I'm showed back. up. Uh, well, you were actually... We saw you last Saturday. Uh, uh, yeah, Don but that really didn't Everett. count. No, it doesn't. Because this is because, this is the show. Yeah, that really wasn't no. the show. That was retire meet. Which was this fun, is, by the way. Yeah. This is the show. The show about money. The only show about money you ought to be listening to, really, because I've listened to the other ones, and they're not as good. 855 You say that rather unequivocally. Let me give the I, number, because I got good at it while you were gone. You want to give them? You I remember wanna, the I, number? No, I don't. I had to write it down. 855 935 8255. And yes, that's Talk. a toll free number. Talk. Yeah, thank you. 855 935 8255 or Talk. Yeah, okay. T A L. I have no idea how to do that on my phone. But we're glad to have you back. I know you had a All spectacular right, a trip. You have an iPhone, too. Yeah, I just, I a quick lesson. No, quick I have lesson. an iPhone 6 or something. I think it is. Yeah, but go to the keypad. I can see it okay? on there. Yes, I can. Yeah, and underneath each number, there are three <laughs> letters. Don't make me do it. Eight, two, five, five. Look at that. T A L K. Quit messing Whoa. around and tell us about your trip. Oh, my trip. Gosh, New Zealand is beautiful. Really, really gorgeous. Uh, beautiful country. Got to tell you, got my upgrades. Got my upgrades to Way Delta to One, Way to go. which saved me a great... Because I look back in the back of the plane. It wasn't good. It didn't look comfortable. Yeah, yeah. For my a, lay flat like a nine-day flight or whatever it is down my, there or whatever. I got it. My lay Ooh. flat bed. Hey, Delta even gives you a pair of pajamas. Wow. That's now that service. Pair, that's service. I'm telling you. Yeah. Okay. Pair of pajamas, some slippers. Oh, oh, oh. And you remember I talked about Emirates and how I wanted to go upstairs and see the second floor of, of the, the A380? A380, right, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I you got and 900 the, of your closest friends flying somewhere it's on the It's only like six. Okay. It's a lot of people. Wow. But I Start loading that, yeah, now. I you a, get there in July or something? How do they do that? I got a note from Emirates that said the purser will come get you during the flight and take wow. you upstairs. Wow. And I thought, this will be nice. I get to tour it because, you know, it's mm-hmm. like more expensive cool. seats. Yeah. We checked in at Christchurch for our flight to Sydney on Emirates, and uh, they handed me tickets. And some, they said I heard something about business. And I, look, I looked at Debbie. I said, did he say business class? Looked down at the tickets. The tickets were, they upgraded us to business class, Just which is upstairs. Just because you asked. Just because you Just asked. Just because I asked. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Well, I think I think maybe they checked and found out I was on the radio. Oh, come on. Wow. I'm going to try that so. next time then. Yeah. Hey, but I, but I got to tell you, well, wow. Whoa. It's like a finely tuned machine up there. Those Emirates flight attendants, it's like, you know, have you ever been to a fancy, really fancy restaurant where they do like the... the Scrape the, the, up the, all the stuff well, on and your you've table. Well, you and get yeah. like three people coming in mm-hmm. and with various yep. things yep. and it's, it's orchestrated. I have and that it's like at the, home every night for my meal, but okay. Yeah, but that's because you do it for your wife. I see. Uh, got it figured out. But they had this this system where they were just like the meals were served on to and a greatest bar in the back of the plane, a bar with with get this they have the seats at the bar with seat belts. 
Well, it makes sense. You're on a plane. Plus, if you're drinking a lot at the <laughs> if bar, you're drinking, you might you not don't have fall a seatbelt. <laughs> Could have used that seatbelt a long time ago, but okay. Really well, we nice, are, really know. nice airline. Uh, it was a great trip. A totally, totally beautiful trip, just from from every aspect. the The flying was good, considering it was 15 hours, uh, you know, from Ugh. L.A. to yeah. Sydney. Uh, and, and the country, we drove it in a camper. Which you was did. really kind of cool. Yeah, if you really, if you, if you long for the 1960s, you're an older one like us, and you long for driving America like in you, the 1960s, like not like us, in, on two lane roads, you're 60. Barely. I know. Barely. 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 If you want to experience the old style road trip where there are no super highways, go to New Zealand. Okay. There are no super highways and to speak you of. Don't mind driving on the wrong side of the road. I got used to that surprisingly wow. quickly. I haven't done that in uh, 40 years, and I swore after that I would never do it again. Oh. i, I got to tell you, it's the one-lane bridges that freaked my wife out. Yeesh. The one-lane bridges. Lots of those. 855-935-TALK is the number. From here on in, we're talking about money and how it affects promises, your future, your promises. bottom line. Money, 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 and more money. Tom and Don are talking real money. Keeping the podcast breaks as painless as possible is my goal. That's why I want to very quickly tell you about the only magazine I've ever heard of that is 100% real investing all the time. There's no business news, no speculative advice, and certainly no lifestyle stuff. It's called Real Investing Journal. I publish it every quarter, and you can get two full years for only 25 bucks at realinvestingjournal.com. That's realinvestingjournal.com. For your real life and real future, Tom and Don are talking real money. Managing money, investing money is far less complicated than it appears, at least with most of the firms out there. Investing is far easier than you think it is, and we're here to help you do it better. So give us a call at 855-935-TALK, 855-935-8255. It's absolutely free. There is no obligation. We're not going to try and sell you anything, but we are going to try and help, as we've been doing for, I don't know, how many years now? I, do, I try, not years. To, try not to add it all up. You know, I, and many of you many. are running around today. It's the nicest day of the year in Seattle, by far. And you're running around today picking stuff up to plant in your garden. So we're going to give you tips on saving Gardening? money, saving oh. money when purchasing seeds and starts for your garden. That's coming up. It is? I'll make something up. Yeah. Okay. I That's didn't even up. see that on the on the potential <laughs> topics for the show. I know. I to having some little fun did there. You, so, what did you work at? Did you work a deal with that gardening place in Maltby down yeah, the street from your house? I love, I love those guys. That it's it, that that thing is bigger than I don't even it, you could get lost in there for days. They have so many plants. Should I mention them? Give them the free plug. Well, what's sure flower, what's the, the plant? Flower World. Flower World. Yeah, is it like an amusement park? Maybe they should be. put rides in. It could. <gasps> Hey. Well, they got the they got you know stuff to pull your plants around. They can put put the anyway put them on a track. Little little high speed little high speed <laughs> uh, 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 carts. What are those track? things called? What are those called? Those oh, little four track machines? I don't know. So uh, I, mules mules. There you go. Mules. You gave the number. We're here to help. I did eight five five nine three five talk. Uh, you know one of the yeah. <sighs> this is so tough. What? Well, because you you may have heard of the missile gap, right? You remember the missile gap. Wow. Okay. You may have heard we're, of the credibility gap. Okay. Yeah, you know that one. 
because a lot of things come out in there. That's all the story. Or the current sensibility gap in okay, Washington. Not true. But do you know? Do you yeah. know about the return gap? Hey, there like was that, an article setup? in the Wall Street Journal about that yeah. recently. Mm-hmm. Was it the Journal? I think it was the Journal. No, I don't think it yeah, was. Yeah, a, pr- it a was. professor right. at George Mason University uh, calculated the, and this is something you can find on your own at Morningstar, by the way. The return gap is the difference between what a mutual fund makes internally and what investors on average tend to make based on their buy and sell decisions. The inflow and outflow of cash goes into determining what an investor return is, and Morningstar actually has this number for every mutual fund they follow. You can go to the performance section. You type in your favorite mutual fund. Or the funds you're in. You're in a 401k. Use those. The funds you're in. You go check it. You go to performance, and it'll say investor return. Mm -hmm. Click on investor return, and you'll see the difference between what the fund makes and what the investor makes. It's a fascinating thing. I mean, and most of this, frankly, is on us, right? I met the enemy, and the enemy is us, because it does revolve around behavior, sadly. I mean, people have yeah. a tendency oh, it, to. It's totally well, People have a tendency to buy what's been hot lately, and yes, we'll get to Bitcoin today. Don't worry. <laughs> oh yeah, I yeah, got I got a Bitcoin update I know for you. you. I know you do. Uh, they tend to do that. They tend to do what feels good at the moment. Sometimes it feels good to buy stock mutual funds, and sometimes it good feels good to sell them because it's way down. I got to get my money out right. Right. And then the third part is people have a tendency to hear something, think I got to do this, I, or they have a neighbor, they have a friend, they have a coworker that says you really should have some of your money in that fund, and they sell another fund and they, they buy a different fund. And that really is at the crux of this return gap. Why people make, why you as investors make less than the fun, but you 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 actually went, did some of your own well, work. I, I did. Now let me That's tell you, the professor, the professor. I'm going to call you uh, the found, professor because it's good work. He went and just looked at all the funds yeah, out everything. there, yeah. and, and he found out of all the equity funds that the investor gap averaged around two percent. So let's say the average fund made seven percent. That after the investor gap, it made a little over five percent, which is a huge. People are going to say two percent doesn't sound like much. Two percent a year, folks. A year that is a huge number it's a gigantic it number i mean imagine <laughs> if you difference. were paying that much in fees Ooh. to someone you'd probably feel pretty bad about it so anyway what i decided to do Pop was go take a look yeah. at at three different mutual funds one is a broker sold fund it let me just pull up the numbers here because they I got them right in front of me some, I this know you have paper. them, and I don't know why. I, I print don't stuff have out them. on paper sometimes. Oh, okay. Here we go. The Putnam Global yeah. Equity Fund, which a is a broker shares. sold yeah, fund. Right. So you're paying a commission. A shares. Yep. Five and three quarter percent commission. The ten year investor gap was three point four three percent. That's for the that difference fund. between what the fund made and what people that owned, who owned the fund, made. Right. Right. Okay. And that, yeah, the 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 mm. the return over 10 years for the Putnam Global A equity A was five point one seven percent. The yeah. average investor, though, made one point seven four percent. It part of that is fees. It doesn't include commissions, but it does include fees. 
Then I looked at a very well-known... By the well way, the known, fee there, 1.12% per year, which is a pretty spendy equity fund, but then you're going to say, well, global fund costs more, yeah, and I'm going to say you may be paying too much. Go ahead. Not necessarily. Yeah. Then I looked at a very well-known no-load fund, mm-hmm. actively managed again, from T. Rowe Price, the T. Rowe Price Global Stock Fund. Over that 10-year period, it averaged 5.8% per year, but the average investor return was 2.32%. That's a difference of negative 3.5%, 3.48%. A year. A year. That's shocking. With an eight-tenths of a percent expense ratio. Which is you know, not too far out of line again for a global fund. Not too far. Then I compared it to a very similar portfolio fund, the DFA, Dimensional Funds Global Equity Fund, which is only available through select investment advisors. You can't go get it on your own. Yep. One of the reasons why its investor gap is so good is because you are not allowed to play your emotional games with DFA funds. You can't play with them. You're not allowed to play with them. You can't go out and buy them and sell them on your own when you when the mood strikes you. Now, the average annual return for the DFA Global Equity Fund was 7.06%. A big part of that, though, is because their fees are so low at three-tenths of a percent. Inexpensive fund, good returns. But here's the part that might surprise you. Surprise me when I saw the number. Now, this is from Morningstar. I did not make this up. I did not get it from... This is not part of the credibility gap we referred to earlier, No. According to Morningstar, mm-hmm. the average annual investor return for the DFA Global Equity Fund is 8.23%, or was over the 10 years ending 5.9. This is from Morningstar. A difference of positive 1.17% per year. So this is always the head-scratcher, because you're listening. Like, I know. Well, wait, I do it every time I do this. How do you more than the fund? So it either has to be regular investing, your dollar cost averaging into it, right? You're getting different prices. Mm-hmm. Because this is not a fund that you would be selling to rebalance because it's one fund that owns the entire globe basically i mean people might be selling this and buying a bond fund i guess maybe oh and just Mm. just to verify it i checked their other similar fund the world core equity fund and its uh gap was a positive 1.12 percent so almost identical good behavior slightly different funds good Mm. behavior good behavior is rewarded with higher returns Tom and Don are talking real money. If you need help allocating your retirement plan at work, you can get free help at 401411.com. That's 401411.com. Your guides to a really great financial future. Tom and Don are talking real money. So how smart are your investments? Are you investing properly? Give us a call, 855-935-TALK, 855-935-8255. And boy, Tom, you sent me this. Speaking of bad investments, an article in the Seattle Times. Great enterprising piece. Yeah, I think this is a wonderful piece. The Seattle City Employees Retirement Mm. System, or SIRS, over the uh, past 10 years, made a, a whopping... This is terrible. 4.1% per year, leaving them short of the money needed to pay their obligations. And their administrator at the time, Jeff Davis, said, I do not deny there were poor investments made. If there's something we should have done differently in the past five years, I'm really not clear on what that is. Uh, The dimensional fund we just mentioned, maybe, Jeff? This is a shocking story at many levels. I tell you, you really want to know about this business? 
how bad this business really is, you read this story because it's got yeah. shady characters. It's got subterfuge. It's got apparently conflicts of interest in it where the person making the decision may have had a conflict of interest with the people that were helping the fund. And here's the part that's tragic. The fund that is going to finance people's retirement is $1 billion short a billion dollars short. So what happens? Well, that's an astonishing number for one city's city. pension yeah, plan. So one, one city. So what has to happen is the city has to find the money from utility rates or you know head tax, whatever. I don't want to go there. Whatever they got to do, they got to come up. With the, they got to come up with the money. You're just trying to scratch that wound, aren't you? You're just going mean, to open it right up. It's. It, it, is it shocking that they perform worse than that they were in the lowest? Well, I'll put it another way. 97% of other large pensions did better. Would you want to be in the lower third one? Not third, lower 3%? I don't think well, so. Here's the thing, though. <laughs> it, 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 part of it is because these people think these people. These folks think they're special, that oh. they have special talents and are entitled to special investments. As a matter of fact, folks, if you go read the Seattle Times, Tom chimed in Oh, I did. Online. I couldn't help myself. Could not help myself. And basically said, basically said, well, you know, why he didn't say these exact words, but why didn't he go invest just in this DFA global equity portfolio that, by the way, had an investor return of 8.23% per year over what they would have needed yeah. to break even. And, and was told what? You what were was told, told, yeah, no, that you can't do that. That's that would be non-compliant. That would be too risky to just be in public markets or index you mean, funds. Wait, just be in the economy of the world? Yeah, that's no, that's too no, risky. No, no, actually, that's a fine point because what what he is saying, by the way, the person who responded to me is that just being in public markets is not investing in all the companies around the world because you can't in the public markets invest in our companies. Right? They're not publicly traded. You, that's private but equity, you right? Can, you can invest in similar companies that do similar well, things. Well, that's a good point, by the through, way. Number two, my, yeah. do you think it's riskier? Do you think Is it riskier to just be in public companies where you know the value of those companies every day, where you can get your money the next day, where the costs of moving in and out of those are far less? Or conversely, is it riskier to be in privately held companies venture capital timberlands where you don't know what it's worth every day it's horribly expensive to get into those investments and you can't get your money back for long periods of time in some cases over a decade now you tell me which one is riskier i know what i believe uh, but public companies for, and and the thing the, here's why here's why i i find this gentleman's quotation so ironic he goes, if there's something we should have done differently in the past five years, I'm not clear what it is. Now, the uh, SIRS counted on earning 7.5% a year yeah. to meet their obligations. Had they invested in a globally diversified portfolio of equities, which we both consider to be far less risky than all of these private investments and these complex, expensive hedge funds, they would have made exactly what they needed to make to meet their obligations. So... Are you telling me there's not a simple answer? You're full of baloney. You just don't want to do it because you can't justify your expenses. Tom and Don are talking real money. 
We mentioned 855-935-TALK, 855-935-8255 throughout the podcast. But you need to know that you can call that number 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Leave your question, and those will be answered in special Talking Real Money podcasts that will appear on this particular site in the future. So give us a call, 855-935-TALK, 855-935-8255. Reality Radio for a really great future. We're talking real money. Help is at hand. We have the answers to most of the questions you need to ask about your financial present, past, even, and future. We don't predict the future, but we can help you enjoy a better one by calling 855-935-TALK, 855-935-8255. And, Tom, you know what, really, the, the this all of this, this the business of uh, the investor gap, people trying to get higher returns and failing miserably the whole pension problem with seattle and all of these other not just seattle yeah but but it really has to do with magical thinking it it's it's this whole this belief that so many individual investors have that cities like seattle have that they can magically get more than is realistic that they are owed or deserve a higher return, like the you know the sports figures who get into these Ponzi schemes yeah. because they think they're special and that they deserve a higher return. This this thinking that they could get seven and a half percent consistently, which was what they needed, and pay people all the money they paid them. Which when you look at the the expenses, it would have required making a gross of nine percent or more to get the seven and a half percent and and that's just untenable and and so many of these pension plans and endowments are in this same boat and they don't get out of it because they don't want to stop feathering their own darn nests well i I think that (laughs) this is the system rolls on because another piece along these lines so when when you compare Carthage College to Harvard, I don't even know what a Carthage College is. Exactly. I mean, I don't know that you do. I'm because going to look them it's a, up. Kind of a small place in Kenosha, Wisconsin. Oh, of course, in yeah. Kenosha. I don't think there's a lot yeah. of people that are considering. Well, should I go to Harvard or should I go to Carthage? Hmm. Carthage. Because yeah, I don't know that it quite has the same. Wow, like. Emphasis if you graduate from Carthage College. No offense to those of you who are. It's cheaper. Alumni. It's only like yeah. uh, it's no. It's a. It's not a lot cheaper. Really? The tuition and okay. fees are thirty-seven thousand yeah, okay. a year. Yeah. So well, that's yeah. private school. But here's the part that I find fascinating. Harvard spent four years. Four years. Harvard spent two hundred and forty-two million dollars to pay eleven investment managers to work their endowment and make the big money right and you know what happened because don and i know that i mean they were searching out the very best hedge funds they were finding the venture capital deals that they had to have they went into timberland because that was all about where the money was going to be made not those boring publicly traded companies that we mentioned earlier so how did all that turn out i just find this fascinating harvard Made 4.4% a year, 4.4% a year for 10 years, ending June 30th of last year. While Carthage College, their endowment made 6.2%. Guess what Carthage uses? Vanguard Index 
mutual funds. They don't get any of the special deals. They don't try to search out the very best managers. And we ran the number. I find this fascinating. The $242 million that paid those top 11 managers, that would have put 600 kids through four years of, and it's still pretty expensive, by the way, through four years of education, housing, meals, and everything at Harvard instead of um, spending that money to get a lower return than you just got being in publicly traded companies. You don't need to be special, as you said at the beginning of this, to make a good amount on your money. That, to me, is the message. Well, and the other message is that, wow, these uh, these famous alum from Carthage. Pardon we me. We got La- Laura Kepler. She was the, uh, you know, she was, right? Not familiar. I'm sorry, Laura. Miss America 2012. Okay, I guess I should have known. Alden Tom Clausen. Not the pickle, not the pickle uh, guy. Yeah, I no. don't know him either. President of the World Bank from 81 to 86. I should have known that, I guess, yeah. Uh, I'm telling you, and wait a minute, wait a minute. Yeah. Now, this one you should know. Uh-oh. Rich Care. The Rich Do Care or Rich Care? No, Rich Care, K-E-H-R. K-E-H-R. He played uh, He played uh, lineman for the Washington Redskins. Oh, okay. Well, I don't know every person in the National Football I, League. I knew. I, no, on. that was obscure. Every one of them was. Well, wait, there's another one. Steve Jodat. Wait, you should know him. He played for the Seattle Seahawks. Oh, pardon me. When was uh-huh. that? When? And the L.A. Rams, uh, let's see. Well, he was born in 54, so a long it would have been a while ago. <laughs> so they don't have like a huge no. list of famous alumni, no. really. No, I wonder, I mean, and I wonder how the size of their endowment compares to the $37 billion in Harvard. It's in here somewhere, I'm sure. It's relatively small. But these are the kind of things you need to pay attention to because you don't need to be special. You can use low-cost index funds and tune everything else out, not us, but everything else, and still do just fine, of course. It's just so much easier. And, and, And as we will continue to show you over and over again, the odds are definitely on your side if you do it this way. Give us a call. Tom and Don are talking real money. If you're looking for a nice short podcast to tide you over between episodes of Talking Real Money, check out Money 30. Money 30 podcasts are between two and four minutes long, and they're available at every major podcast service, including Apple Podcasts, or you can visit money30.com. For your real life and real future, Tom and Don are talking real money. Yeah, you know that uh, Carthage College Endowment Fund at $107 million is much smaller than than Harvard's at $37 billion. But something really interesting that I found, uh, Bill Apt, the guy who yep, runs it, right. puts, the puts the money into... He puts the money into 10 Vanguard funds. Ooh, that's crazy. The, Index the funds, average, come on. The average expense ratio yeah. is 0.11%. That's and his average he cost. he makes like a couple hundred thousand a year. I mean, he's not yeah. but like here's those something, 242 million. It, if Harvard did something similar and paid the same amount, 0.11% per year, they could probably get a deal and pay less than that oh, even. Absolutely. But let's just assume they pay that. If they had paid that, reducing their their just their investment costs, not even talking about the increased return, just reducing their investment costs, that would have reduced their investment costs by two hundred million dollars a year. A year. Uh, I'm sorry, two hundred million dollars over the 
10 four years? years. Oh, four years. Oh, the four, it was a four, the 2010, four years. 2010, yeah. 2014. Yes, yeah. yes. That they were talking about the cost. Just, yeah. redu- just reducing your – this is one of the, yeah, the messages point, we try to yeah. get across is yeah. if you just reduce your yeah. cost mm-hmm. of investing, mm-hmm. you increase your return. You don't even have to do anything yeah. special. Just pay less. Most of us don't know – most of you don't know what you're paying. No. We see it almost every time when people come. We, I had the, like one of the greatest meetings I've had in a long time this morning. A guy who's just worked his ta- – he was out working physical labor since age 11. He's retiring in his mid-60s. He's been f- phenomenal. And he brought his daughter with him because his daughter kind of keeps track of all this. It was, it was a wonderful conversation. And she's in a, a, a retirement plan of a very large company here in the area. I don't want to say which, and they offer both index funds and they offer actively managed funds, right? This is, and so she was in an actively managed fund that charges about eighty base point eight percent a year, or she could conversely own the uh, the the shares of the Vanguard fund for about one third of one percent. I was trying to. She's in her mid thirties. I was trying to explain that over twenty years or thirty years. The difference of that savings would be humongous in her return. Just take it and put it, move it from the active fund to the passive Vanguard fund. Huge savings. Particularly when there is absolutely no academic evidence, empirical data, that supports the notion that active mutual fund managers provide anything of value for the extra money that you pay there is no evidence whatsoever none none i mean you go to standard and poor's they they do their standard and poor's uh index versus active survey all year long and consistently active managers dramatically underperform and then you have multiple studies that have been done taking s and P studies don't take into account just luck right I, if you could you have picked bet, the right, you could have picked Amazon in 1998. Right, that's all you needed to do. And, and, and that do. didn't make you smart; it right. just made you lucky. That's right. You picked them over. And over so there have been pets. two com. major, mm-hmm. two major studies done where they actually mathematically removed the random factor, the luck factor. And in both of those studies, they found that the number of managers outperforming their benchmarks dropped from. In some cases, the best scenarios I've seen from S&P are 30, 40, 50% maybe in a couple of years. Wow. Dropped it from those numbers down to 0.6 to maybe 2% of all active mutual fund managers outperforming their benchmarks. That means that worst case scenario, you have a 99.4% chance of paying more and getting less from an actively managed mutual fund. Those are terrible odds, yeah, folks. Yeah, those are pretty long. You want to join the conversation? 855-935-TALK. 855-935-8255. I'm not used to you giving well, the phone I, number. You know I've taken a lot more control now. since you were out of town. I stepped right in. Boom. Out of town? I was out of the hemisphere. You were way out of here. Like a nine-day flight I mean, that's a long way away. But you know what's curious about the world? It all looks pretty much the same. Really? New Zealand just looked like a really nice version of the Pacific Northwest, kind of. Uh, okay, wait a minute. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I'm going to stop you. More, okay, more with sheep. More right. sheep. But it doesn't look any nicer. I mean, you can't. things can't look any nicer than the Pacific Northwest. What would you do nicer? Oh, I don't know. They're, the West Coast, it's it's like, it, it's, they got those fjords. 
Okay. Lots of nice We're fjords. fjords. We get, okay. You don't got any that. fjords. That's true. Yeah. And uh, but we got mountains see. and we got rivers got and we got oceans and we got, got a lot of oceans. green. I mean, it's incredible how green everything is right now. Y- you it's don't amazing. have Jurassic plants. No, that's true. We do not. I was the weirdest thing is driving through some of the pristine original forests that they've protected, and they it's like you feel like you're driving into those pictures that they you know, are, are a natural history museum where they have the exhibits of mm-hmm. dinosaurs in their old yep. natural habitat. They have these gigantic ferny things, like from the pictures of the dinosaurs roaming the earth. And... Are you going to go see the new Jurassic Park this summer? I don't know. No. Okay. You know, I've turned into a person, and I, 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 I You've turned knew this into would a happen person. Someday. This is good to know. <laughs> no, I've turned into one yeah. of those people who says, do I really want to go to the theater? Yeah, no, that's that's sit- interesting. I will only go to a, but that's a big screen kind of picture. Yeah, but you know, you know now that I've got my 70-inch TV yeah. that's 4K you're in the house. You're never going to leave. The, and you can do the show with from the your stereo, house. You're never yeah, leaving Why would I get in the car and yeah, drive I down know, there? I know. Particularly with it's, MoviePass about to go bankrupt on me. It's a little different experience. you got to be honest. I mean, a movie like that is different in the movie theater than it is even on your 70-inch television. As long as it gets good reviews. If it gets terrible reviews, I'm not going even for the spectacle. We're going to go That's to a call just, very quickly. We are? Yeah. Do we like have right time? Now. We have time. Okay, so we better hurry. Bob right. joins us. Hi, Hi Bob. Bob. What's up? Hi, uh, go ahead. How are you doing? Good. Hey, so um, I, uh, I've been having uh, a managed account for, uh, well, I don't know, since 2009. And uh, we have a trust, and then uh, we have our own individual I've since retired, um, uh, 2017, 50 years old, and uh, 19, actually, wow! Hey, Bob, 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 we're, we're, we, yeah. Bob, we have such a terrible connection, and plus, we're coming up on a break in just about one minute. Can we get back in touch with you in the next hour and see if we can get a better connection? Because it's really, really, really hard to hear the question, and we do want to answer it and spend more time with you too. So, we're going to try and get you back on in the next hour of the show, and that means for those of you listening to the podcast, if you want to hear the rest of Bob's question, you're going to need to listen to the second hour <laughs> oh, of the podcast. Man. Man, that is hard to do. Okay. I know. I know. And for the, re- oh, for the rest funny. of you, our number is 855-935-TALK, 855-935-8255. You can call us at that number almost any time. And what we want to do, our main goal, is to try to help you get the financial part of your life under control to the extent that you are are able so that you can have that future because the biggest thing you do with your money the biggest thing you can do with your money is the invest the saving and investing of it for saving number that one future yep. save yep. invest yep. better future if you don't save you don't invest you almost you're almost guaranteed a pretty bad future it's at least at the best case you're just going to survive you're certainly not going to thrive so give us a call 855-935-TALK 855-935-8255 tom and don are talking real money 
If you're sick of investing through an insurance agent or a stockbroker and you're in the market for a fee-only advisor who charges truly low fees and uses a scientific approach to building portfolios for your risk tolerance and need, you should check out Vestry. Tom and I started this firm and it is devoted to educating everyone, total transparency, clarity, low fees, and great service. If you're looking for an advisor, you ought to at least take a look at us at Vestory.com. That's V-E-S-T-O-R-Y.com. Or give us a call, 800-386-3004. Your guides to a really great financial future. Tom and Don are talking real money. And Tom and I have been financial broadcasters and journalists for a very, very long time. And we decided several years ago that there there was a need, a huge need, for an investment advisory firm that acted like what we believe, that taught people how to manage money and managed it in the in a in a responsible way that's why we started vestory and if you'd like to talk with us give us a call at 800-386-3004 we hope you realize that the information provided on talking real money is for educational and hopefully enjoyable purposes only providing personalized financial planning or investing advice takes time so please consult with a really good fee-only fiduciary investment tax or legal advisor we know a good one investing must always involve risk in other words you can and probably will lose money at times also as much as you want it no one can accurately consistently predict the future so past performance doesn't tell you a darn thing about what the future will bring unlike many other programs that say something similar talking real money is not trying to get you to buy or sell any financial products or securities instead the program is provided as a public service by Vestry, a fee-only registered investment advisor. Thanks for listening and please visit TalkingRealMoney.com for more information and disclosures. That should keep the lawyers happy.